Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Chris, your host of Chris Behind the Mic, and welcome to episode number three. All right, so for today's episode, we're going to be looking into parenting and the tips to living your best life. Okay, so with a big topic like this one, it would only be suiting that I'd be welcoming my mom into the studio to discuss this topic. Oh, thanks for having me, bud. I'm so excited. Okay, mom, so to start, I wanted to ask you, what did parenting look like in your generation compared to our generation now? Well, I think the first thing to say is that I believe all parents love their kids, no matter what. They love their kids. I think, though, back in my day, what was different is I think kids were more seen, not so much heard. It was just kind of, you just roll with the punches. Everybody is supposed to go to school. They're supposed to graduate. They're supposed to go to university. They're supposed to get married. They're supposed to have kids. And it was supposed to all follow this pattern, which I don't know if that's quite the way it is today. More so now, it's like, I would say impulsive. Like you kind of just do a bunch of things and set a bunch of goals where back then it was kind of all set in stone. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like I think it it was, I felt growing up, um, you know, coming from a single parent family, had both parents involved, but a single parent family and, you know, mom struggling to work, put food on the table. They didn't have as much time for you, which I feel can really impact children today. I also feel back then parents wanted to live their dreams through their kids and not let their kids live their own dreams. It just kind of wasn't really heard of in certain families. We're more so now, like I know for me, where in high school and stuff like that setting goals and setting dreams is very important and you want to make sure like I know for you and dad you guys were very supportive of what I want to do and all that kind of stuff but making sure to have that supportive background is really important yeah absolutely and what you need to do is let your kids lead their lives if they have a dream and a passion of something that they want to do you can offer advice you can offer support guidance but at the end of the day, it's their life. It's not yours. That's exactly what you guys have done for me. Like, of course, with this podcast is a huge example of that. I was very, I was debating what I wanted to talk about and episodes and all that kind of stuff. And I went to my parents and said, listen, what are your, what are your thoughts on this? What advice do you have? And you guys did just that. You gave me the advice that I needed. And I wouldn't be where I am without that type of advice. So it's no. very important to have that. And like we said, as your parents, we're going to be your biggest critics but we're also going to be your biggest fan. So we've always got your back. And I think that is not happening a lot in the world today. And however, as I'm kind of jumping back and forth here, I do think from what I see around me, parents are, are starting to realize that life is short and we do want our kids to be happy. So whatever job they do, that make it as long as it makes them happy that's all we want for sure and it took me a long time to figure out what i kind of wanted to do i know i was up in the air with a bunch of different jobs and i always would go to my parents and say like what do you think about this what do you think about that and it took me long long conversations and long talks before i figured out everything and that was with and you're quite young to figure it out like i'm 50 still haven't figured it out yeah, it takes a long time because it's you're going to be getting in, you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. So it's important that you have a set in stone idea. But I think another thing I wanted to mention, I know Tanya briefly mentioned this at the start of episode one, is this whole idea that 
you feel like you have to know what you're going to do by the end of grade 12. And I think when you come out of high school, you feel like you're kind of up in the air. You're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know yeah. what I'm, like what the next step is going to be. But I think it's important to realize that you need to take time because like you said, at your age, you're still figuring everything out. So it's important to realize that things are going to take time, especially well, life, with big decisions. Life is a puzzle. You got to figure it out, but you have to have the right pieces to fit. And it, you know in this day and age right now it used to always be when we were younger you have to be able to uh afford a house you gotta go out and make the money it's all status you gotta have money you gotta get that big home you have to have a show home whereas we all seem to forget that material things don't make us happy at the end of the day i'd rather come home with you know ten dollars extra to spend but be happy exactly in what i do and that's important to realize i think from like coming from like a high school standpoint that can kind of go around like popularity like people want to have this big popular status in school but at the end of the day that only lasts so long you're going to come out of high school and you're going to be starting your own life and so being this big popular person does that really matter necessarily in the moment that might seem like a big deal everyone knows you everyone knows your name everyone knows what you're about but 10 years down the road are you going to say I was that popular person I had all these things probably not so when you're looking at that kind of status like my mom mentioned doesn't really matter now no a status doesn't define you exactly and you define you and I think that's what people need to remember more and what with parenting for your dad and I even with you guys going through school we we do have really good children you know, we, we people say, oh, you're lucky, you're lucky. No, no, we were blessed with kids that uh, were very engaged with their parents. We had lots of conversations. You know, you would we would suffer the ups and downs together. And going back and looking back in those days, like you, you all went through a bullying phase and lessons came out of that. I learned so much. I know, like going, especially in elementary school, I think that's kind of where I really experienced everything. And I would come home really upset to my parents and I didn't know where to go from here. I was like, why are people saying these kind of things? What am I doing wrong? And I started to question myself, but I ended up learning so much from it and realizing that, again, everyone has a story and there's obviously a reason why people are treating people the way that they do. Yeah, I don't believe that uh, bullies or people that we consider not nice just happen i believe they're created and there's a reason behind everything there's always a reason and the best way to deal with people like that i feel as i would tell you kids is yes as a parent your child comes home and they're crying they're sad and you hate to see that and your first instinct is i want to go to school and kick these kids butts because you're being protective and all that kind of stuff right but the best way and I, i think of a story of carter coming home and didn't know what to do and how are we going to handle this and I said the best thing you can do to handle bullies or people that are not nice is kill them with kindness because you know 70-80% of the time those bullies are just looking for kindness because maybe they haven't been shown that in their life. So of course that doesn't work in all circumstances and you do have to go in and talk with a principal or a teacher to a certain extent right then you know you've got a problem but with carter this is what he did time and time again and and you know at the school year end this particular child that didn't treat him nice they had to all 
in their classroom. It was a project of say something nice about somebody in your classroom. It was a like lot a graduation. Of the like we had little books at the end of graduation, and it was called Dream. And then at the end of the book, you'd write little notes about your classmates and wishing right. them luck in the future. And that's kind of where mom was talking and about. And then that's what Carter came home and said, you know what? I can't believe he chose me. And he wrote the nicest comments. And that was because he was kind. So, you know, at the end of the day, when I go back to saying, were we lucky? We were blessed with kids that are just kind, amazing people. And one of the biggest things that I've learned from being bullied in elementary school and high school is the importance of using my platform to spread positivity in the hopes that hopefully some of you viewers will take something out of it. Okay, mom, so coming from your perspective and on the topic of raising kids, what are three things that you think are key in the process of raising kids as a parent? The three things. <laughs> okay, first thing, I think the key to anything to do with parenting is listen. We as parents can be quick to judge or be critical, and that's not what our kids want. They want us to hear them. I also think supporting, like I said before, and giving advice but tread water, you know, make it be advice that's not going to be demeaning or cruel. Advice that you hope for them to succeed. And as I say to you guys, number one, you be kind to everyone. You know, clearly this advice has been working because I just think back using you as an example as you were the kid in school that you weren't into sports. And let's be honest, it's not the norm of society today People always for have something to say if it's always. not into sports they make assumptions and i experienced that a lot especially in elementary school i would say yeah, it just wasn't your thing and we had to let you figure out your thing and then you came one day and said mom i'm trying out for a play and i thought oh boy okay okay and it was it was all new to me like i didn't i knew nothing about drama i knew nothing about acting i was just i was trying to find that something that i wasn't obviously sure what i wanted to do and acting was what i figured I was going to try and see what was going to happen. And we were we were nervous, but we, oh, were, we were nervous. But we oh, thought, yeah. let him do it. Let's go for it. So we arrived there and um, lots of kids filled with their parents, everybody, you know, pacing back and forth and and I watched you and and you were nervous. I was looking at you and I was like, I don't know about this. Like I wasn't sure cuz everyone around kind of looked like they knew what they were doing and I just felt I felt like I was I was there, but I just wasn't sure, you know? Exactly. So we just knew that when it was your time to go up, I thought, oh my goodness. So you're looking at me like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And all I said to you was, do you want this? And you said, yes, I do. I said, then go get it. And that has stuck with me, that one particular quote through everything that I do. I know whenever I plan this podcast and any big thing that I want to do in life, I always resort back to that quote that my mom used of, if you want it, go get it. And when I would go talk to her about the podcast and stuff like that, she would always say, if you want to do this, go get it. And that was one of the biggest things that I'll always remember, especially even in future when I make decisions. And not saying that that's always going to pan out because I do think everybody needs to suffer the ups and downs of of what could happen you might not get chosen you might be you might, get you, might that, no. you might get the worst advice um but that's life it's up and down you gotta roll with the punches but that didn't happen for you because what came out of that 
I actually ended up, so the play that I um, auditioned for was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe of Narnia, and I ended up getting one of the main roles, main roles, which was Edmund, which was so fantastic. I wasn't, I obviously went in just expecting maybe like a side role or something, because I wasn't new to all this, but then I ended up getting one of the main roles, which was so cool, and I was so looking forward to it. It was awesome. And then after that came the next thing of, Mom, I want to try out for Glee, KW Glee, which is amazing, and I'm like, okay but you don't sing. Because I've never, like, that's another thing. <laughs> so I went into the acting, and I, like, wasn't sure. I was like, I've never done this before. Same thing with singing. I was still, even after acting, I was still trying to find that something that really, like, sparked an interest in me. And I was like, you know what? I might as well try singing. I know there was a couple friends in the show, so I was like, I'm just going to just do and it. And he wanted it. He wanted yeah. it. He wanted to be on that stage. And who am I to crush that dream? So he went in, and auditioned and sang and i thought maybe he'll get part of the choir but he the juniors <laughs> i was in the junior choir there was the senior choir the junior choir and at the time i was i think 14 or so so i was in the junior choir which again was a big shock because i was like was i've huge. never done this before so it was this it was really cool but that shows that if you put your mind to something just keep going and set that goal and if you get a no or you, something sets you back that's just a way to grow and a way to set more goals for the future to benefit yourself and you can't let fear stop you from going after what you want because that's how I grew up. You had a fear of everything. And I'm not going to do it. I'm going to embarrass myself. Oh, my gosh. Like, what will people think? But how are you ever going to know or reach your dream or see your full potential unless you try? You might fail. Oh, well. Get back up and go again. That's, That's the, best the biggest thing. Just give. go and just try it and just do your best. That's all that matters. Because at the end of the day, whether you get in or not, you're going to learn something from it. Okay, so as we go into the next segment, we're going to be talking about living our best lives because this is very passionate for my mom. Okay, mom. So we're going to start this segment again with another question. What does living your best life look like to you personally? Ooh, that's a very loaded, powerful question. Uh, for me first thing is it's never too late in life for a rebirth uh, to try new things um, I do think it's very important in order to live your best life that you live it with a circle of people around you who are there to lift you up not bring you down I tend to keep my circle of friends um, close as they do tend to share the same values as me and passions and I think that's very important when you want to live your best life so you have people around you that are supportive like that your friends play such a big role right so it's important that you have that group of people so that when you do big things in life and when you do things together you have a circle that's going to be like we did it we got this let's do it it's true and you have to be vulnerable you have to be able to, like I said before, not let fear get in the way of trying something that you've always wanted to try. You need to live in the moment. I am a firm believer in that. You may not have tomorrow. You may not have next year, but you do have this moment and you should make every minute of it count. And that's always been very important to me because I see how many people we have lost over the years. I've seen it where I work. Mm -hmm. And I realize that those 
folks are not going to get the opportunity that I still have, which is so important today. So take advantage of that opportunity because again, you don't know when when your when your day is going to be your last, right? So you, you want to make sure you take advantage of everything that you have now. So some of the things that we have done, which is kind of getting into that, is the first thing is when I turned 40, I said, oh my gosh, I've got to make some changes here and I've got to start to live this life that I've been given. And at that point in time, before I even started the Facebook page, we had, I said, I saw some girls playing soccer and I said, well, I'm not too old to play soccer. Oh, I remember that you guys had like a whole team and you put together. Yeah, that was awesome. That was so cool. Sisters in soccer. And it was, it was great. Um, You know, I tried it. I did it. Uh, didn't do it again, but I tried it. And now you have memories and you, have, and you can look back memories. on it. And yeah, that's awesome. And then, you know, I thought we started this uh, Facebook page of Live Life. Only with my friends that I felt would want to really engage in that and be part of it and, and support each other so that we could enjoy each other's company every time we would get together. So we started this Facebook page, which we use for quotes, which we use as a a platform to pump each other up. And then we'd also set up a lot of excursions or we would set up just like things we've never done. Surprise, we're going to do these surprise functions. And that's what I love about you guys is you guys are very impulsive. And that's what I think in a time like this, it's important to do things and just just go for it. And I know you and Lisa, you guys went to Stratford the other weekend and you had dinner and stuff like that. What was that all kind of like for you? Well, we we started off saying, okay, that's it. Um, over the next few weeks, we're going to just do every week, we're going to go and do something we've never done. We're going to go to a restaurant that we haven't been and we're going to eat whatever we want. And we thought, ah, we'll head out to Stratford go see where the Biebs lives and, you know, became paparazzi over there. Oh, yeah, you guys did. There's literally a picture of them in front. And they're like, we're in front of Justin Bieber's house. They were literally the paparazzi. <laughs> Middle-aged <Stratford>. women. And <laughs> so we did We did that. And it, it was just, these are one of the excursions. We went for a hike. But we've also done many things over the past, too, our group of friends. Like, we had a surprise pole dancing. Hello. Uh, that's something I never thought I would do. But we did it. A dance routine set up and just hikes and We've, we've always got something planned. We we have theme nights, like Mexican nights and Italian nights and, and you get 70s costumes parties. And all that stuff. And that's what I love is, especially in my house, like my family's all about parties and getting together. And I think in a time like this, it's important to enjoy each other's company because you don't know when you're not going to have that company and anymore. Why not make it fun? Exactly. Get in costumes and just have a blast. Yeah, we have Olympic parties. Like everything, you can turn everything into a party and make it memorable. But there are memories that you are making. And I believe with living your best life it is important that you make the memories that are going to stay with you and everyone else around you and for me I do engage a lot in meditation and journaling and exercise is very important I don't love it but I need to do it for me and it's nice to get out in nature and just experience everything around you and because we're blessed to have the world that we have so it's kind of cool to go out and exercise as well as kind of see what the world offers around us absolutely and you know using these live life groups it's great because you use it as a platform too of you know i'll just use jen as an example next door who is a fabulous person who you know women focus so much on I think you talked about this with Sierra in a segment on body image mm-hmm. Jen is a fabulous person to basically just say love yourself for who you are and I don't get it she would be like 
why wouldn't you go out in a bikini? Why wouldn't you, like, love yourself? And that's what I love about Jenna. She's not afraid to just say it. We no. need people like that, right? We because do. a lot of people are too, like, afraid to worry about what people are going to say and stuff like that. But Jen just says it as it is, and that's why we love you, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, the best thing with having a live life group is you have to have people that are similar to you, uh, people that are authentic, people that are real, people that are not focused on every material thing out there and how much money can we make, and people that just want to be heard and laugh and love life. And I think that can can say a lot is the importance of having that group of people that surround you because at the end of the day, the people that are in your life matter a lot more than anything really, your work, your job. The people that you're with every day play a big role in the way you live your life. Mom, you forgot to mention one of your most exciting excursions, which was yoga with the alpacas, which is awesome. Oh, yes. Um, Tanya came up with this idea that we all just go to this like little alpaca ranch and do some yoga outside meditation. It turned out to be one of our most favorite things. Just because, well, first of all, we all love animals. And to be out in nature with these amazing creatures and to do some yoga to get a good stretch and just to be able to breathe with nothing surrounding you but calm. And the people that you love, your friends and everything. And, it yeah, makes you're everything with better. your group and, and with people that you, you never expected would actually like the yoga end of it and lisa and kathy were all over it tanya of course was oh, and then yeah. you know we 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 met a horse sequoia and there was something that horse left an imprint with me and i believe the other girls too and it was just it was just amazing experience and I have other things in the works too. Like there's always, my wheels are always turning. We got book clubs and we always have a club of some sort. And I know Tanya and I, we have a passion for cooking. So we have uh, a TNT cooking that we are hoping it's going to go somewhere. coming out soon. Hopefully. And just remember the first T is Tracy. Tanya is the second. I'm using oh my, my platform right here now to say competition. who is the important one. And she's out here so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> But we just want to go for it, try something new. And, and that is, for me, how I will continue to live the rest of my life as long as I can, is to do and try new things all the time, all the while empowering the people around me. And that's a win-win for me because I get some good food in the process. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, that's a wrap of the third episode of Chris Behind the Mic. Thank you so much for joining me, Mom. I'm so fortunate to have you here. It was my pleasure, and I get to witness my son living his dream. You're the best, Mom. Love you lots. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Chris Behind the Mic. If you enjoyed, feel free to subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to, as well as stay connected with me through social media at Chris Behind the Mic.